0: Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Ketron Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. How about we jump in?
1: Let's go. Put it Let's in gear. Let's
0: do it. Let's put it in gear. Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. And we've got a special episode uh for everybody here tonight. And um, I get messages every once in a while from listeners asking, hey, when are you going to talk to your mom? When are you going to have your mom on the show? So that's actually the, the our our conversation tonight is actually going to be with mom and dad both. So we've we always introduced these podcasts as you know reflecting on 50 years of ministry with Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes. So now we've got the couple here. And we're going to do a little reminiscing about season three here, the, their life and times up in... Doing ministry in Alaska, and uh, we'll kind of see where the conversation takes us. And I'm looking forward to having Mom chime in, giving us her perspective on this. So, welcome, Mom.
2: Thanks. It's good to be here tonight.
0: Well, I don't have memories of this season in your life, although Dad and I have been uh, unpacking this for weeks now. But uh, I'm curious your perspective, and and I'm I I don't want to like dig way deep in the past, but I know that that. You d- you decided together to go to Alaska. This was a like this is something that you decided to do, and that had to be a very different decision for you, Mom, than it was for Dad. So Dad didn't have really deep roots in Michigan to leave behind. Of course, he was he still had family there, but you had you had your mom and Dad living in Alaska and five siblings or in, in Michigan still. Yeah, so yeah, it was a bit of bit of a different adventure. Can you just kind of think back to that time for us and tell us what was on your mind and thinking about moving, you know, eight, what is it like a two week drive or 10 day drive (laughs) away from, from home?
2: Um, I guess I would have to say that that probably started when we got married because that Mm -hmm. severed the ties with my parents, you know, Sheldon is now my husband. He is the one that I that I love. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. He makes the decisions. I don't go to my parents for decisions anymore. So um, it just seemed like this was God's calling for us to do. And I was willing to go with him to do that. I hadn't have a clue what I was getting into, but, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still Doesn't don't sound have like a clue what I'm yet. getting into. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If we would have had a clue, we wouldn't have done it.
2: <laughs> no, yeah.
1: it was all good.
0: Well, hindsight's twenty <laughs> twenty for yeah. all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it came out in season three, and in in probably reflecting on time living in the wooden tent, anyways. Because <laughs> I asked Dad, <laughs> you know, like what what was what was Mom's take on all of this? And he commented then that there was. Uh, a time in your life where you felt called into ministry. You didn't know for sure what role or or what, but give us a give us a sense of like what what was that calling in your life and maybe when? And
2: I was probably a junior in high school. One of the things my folks did was send us to camp, Christian camp every summer. And um, I remember the first time I went, which was I was petrified, I was in fourth grade. <laughs> never been before. I'm going this long drive away up to Lake Ann Baptist Youth Camp at the time. And I went there over the years. Well, even after um I even after I was in college, I went up and did some counseling. Um, but it was at that camp they had a missionary speaker and he took And I don't know how he did it other than the Holy Spirit took the scariness out of serving the Lord. You know, Hmm. he just uh, he was so positive and so encouraging. And um, I just felt God's call. Okay, I need to dedicate my life to Christ. And so I did. And um, (laughs) the funny part about it is there were two at that time, two places that I felt laid on my heart. One was Japan and the other was Alaska. Oh, wow. (laughs) So when he was wanting to go to Alaska. it was like, Oh, this has got to be, <laughs> you know, this, right. is, this is the choice. So, yeah, so yeah.
0: that's fantastic. I just, it, that is such a young age too. I mean, to, to feel the call, feel, feel a calling to ministry. And I love that it was in response to someone painting a, like a beautiful picture. So, and, and this isn't to downplay the the pictures that we see often, about the hardships of ministry and the burden that you carry in ministry. But mm-hmm. it's equally important to see the joy that comes along with it and to see that this is something that, that can be exciting to step into. Mm-hmm. As in it's not all hard all the time.
2: Yeah. Until yeah. that point, I'd not seen the joy in ministry. And my parents were excellent at hosting missionaries in our home. If there was a missionary at our church, they, they had a meal at our house. And my parents, to this day, keep track of many of those missionaries that that were in our home but uh, this man had a he just had a joy of serving the lord loving the lord with all his heart and um i'd never seen that up that close in personal you know weeks worth of that yeah and it just you know you can fool me for a couple hours but we spent a week with this missionary and he was consistent
0: yeah and then you up marrying someone just like it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's great. yep that's great. So this is in the the, the mid seventies, you and dad are packing up to go to Alaska. And at this time, if, if memory serves me right, you're in a little Toyota pickup truck, making that drive up to, to on the Alaskan highway, potholes and all you mm-hmm. get there and you're meeting with a pastor welcomes you in for dinner. And you find out that dad doesn't have and paying <laughs> a paying youth minister uh, job. <laughs> What's going through your mind at that time?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what through, <laughs> went through my mind at that time. I'd like to say it was something spiritual, but <laughs> no, it's like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> One of us has got to get a job. <laughs> no. So, no. yeah.
0: Well, Dad, you commented at the time that uh, you and mom had a quick pow- powwow about the options that were in front of you. One being a, you know, living at a, a boy's kind of camp or retreat home, or I'm not sure how you characterize it. And uh, and halfway house, oh, <laughs> halfway <laughs> house. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. oh, what was maybe going through your mind like as a as a couple in that situation where you, you, you thought you had plans, you thought God was providing for this new ministry opportunity to kind of jump in with both feet. And now you're together, you got to figure out something else.
2: We went and together to look at at that, um, I'm going to call it a boy's ranch. Um, and the facility was nice. And I, I, there's not, no doubt that they're doing a good work, but I knew we weren't called to do that. We were hmm. called to a specific ministry already, yeah. you know, where, you know, a youth pastorate, I wasn't real sure how that was going to work because it's, it's, it's weekend work that we need to be traveling, you know, on weekends. So it was just all part of the looking at the picture, waiting for the Lord to direct us. I mean, we've still felt called to be in Alaska, but in my heart, I knew that the boys ranch wasn't wasn't where he'd called us to.
0: Yep. So Yep. God had something else for you. Yeah. All right. So this will be something for the for the two of you to kind of hash out how this all ha- how this all happened or how it came about. Mom has for the for the, kind of the primary role, I guess, within the ministry has been behind the scenes for the most part. Where Dad has been kind of out front in many of mm-hmm. many of the like the, the upfront ministry work, but Mom's been kind of the the support, not only just like logistically keeping things moving behind the scenes, but a very active role in ministry and making all the props and sets and all of that. So how did you two figure that out? Cause I know Dad, you had the drama uh, background, um, but mom, I don't think that's what you went to school for. Was it?
2: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did you, how did you two of you work that out and, and determine who could do what and, and what
1: skills were needed and all that?
2: I don't know. You just do what you have to do.
1: <laughs> She's the artistic one. She's the, one that can make things. you know um, if it's a craft of any kind, she can do it and not just do it, but do it well. And you know, so our first puppets, you know were <laughs> the very first puppets required a lot of sewing and she knew how to do that. And then um, that second set of puppets was paper mache. Well, I don't think any of us had really done much with paper mache, but hey, we can figure it out. And you now it's time to do uh, artwork. Well, she's done the the artwork and and painting and so forth. So, yeah, she's the one that is the crafty person. You know, I come up with all these strange ideas and then say, "Yeah, Eric, can you make it happen?"
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, that that is. I mean, for all for all of us that that know the two of you, it, it's evident how God matched you up in those ways between the ideas and the execution between, you know, having an initial spark of an idea and someone to come alongside and make that thing a reality. Um, and, know I would speak for all, for all of those that know the two of you, that's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So that
2: actually talk- is a dream is a dream come true for me from the time I was a little girl. All I ever wanted was to be a wife and a mother And to help my husband do whatever it is that he's that he's going to do. So when this came to fruition, this is I'm living my dream. That's
0: yeah, yeah. Even now, fifty years later,
2: yeah. Even now,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I knew the answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about ministry and how on how uh, you got up to Alaska, being called to this new frontier, and not knowing for sure what you're getting into um we gotta ask about the living conditions because that is out of out of all the comments that i've heard so far a couple have been like how did they survive like the two of you how did you survive up there in the wilderness and the the cold and the the no running water all that kind of thing and then i've heard a couple times why did your mom stick with your dad (laughs) through all that (laughs) <laughs> all that adventure, so
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to know the answer to that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's called a vow. And there you go, yeah, we have this commitment now we've we've heard Dad talk about the the wooden tents and all what was your I mean you you were there a whole lot more than he was in the sense that he was working at the gas station and teaching and that and you had a couple of little ones running around and at one mm-hmm. point a, a bunch of dogs. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I only remember three dogs, so I okay. must have gotten rid of two on the way home <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, but those dogs were beautiful. They're all white, blue eyes. I don't know if that's called a semoid or just what, but they were beautiful dogs. Um, but I was also glad to get rid of them because, <laughs> uh, you know, Karen was Karen was little, and I was pregnant, and that was enough. Taking care of babies yeah. was enough, so yeah. Um, the wooden tent was actually laid out conveniently, so the you know the flow of your home, regardless of whether it has the electricity or all the amenities, is easier to live in when it makes sense to you. It maybe didn't make sense to anybody else, but I had my kitchen set up on you know a, a plywood counter with the stove and a sink and had my water right there. And then, um, you know, even though there wasn't a laundry room, there was a laundry basket in there and the dirty clothes went in there. And when it's time to go do laundry, you just pick it up and you go. So it was not very big, so it was easy to keep. And it stayed warm. It did, a the insulation that that we put in did its job. So even though yeah. it was just a little Franklin stove, it kept us warm.
0: Yep. Yeah, and you make do with what you have. You make the most of yeah. it, and
2: yeah.
0: and Dad made a comment. You've I know you're listening to the podcast, and uh, he made a comment there that uh, through all of it, he never heard you complain once. Which is well, uh, I don't
2: know if that's true. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a sign of like the commitment to the calling and just to the faithfulness to to that and to one another to say you're in it together. Yeah. So it's an-
2: yeah, it's, it would have been miserable if if he had expected me to do all of it on my own. You know, he was right there beside me, you know, in all of it. You know, we did it all together. It wasn't just me or just him. It was a team.
1: Yeah. I've got a comment on the house being laid out well. It really was. There was a door in the front and a door in the back. <laughs> And it was pretty much a straight shot in one side and out the other. <laughs> you bring the clean water in the front door and you throw the dirty water out the back. <laughs> House was laid out real good.
2: I yeah. had it, it had a beautiful circular staircase in it, which yep. was an, an amazing feat at the time. Uh, yeah, there for sure. Too many there weren't too many circular staircases. John did a great job on that. He really did. Yeah. The well, nice thing speaking about of, it is when you fall down the stairs, you don't go very far. Yeah, true, <laughs> right? A step or two and it <laughs> catches you.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of John, I know that uh, while you were up there, I mean, you're relatively newlyweds still at this time. So you've mm-hmm. probably have been married a, a couple of years at most. Yeah. And uh, it was in that season that you've made some lifelong friends. Talk to me a little bit about the community that you built there and and just kind of the effect that it had on on the two of you for the last 50 years.
2: Well, Chuck and Ivy caused uh, uh wow. Um Chuck's one of our board members and just we've just maintained a great friendship over the years. Um the Churchills, the Churchills um they're the ones that actually bought our canoe. Um yep. that, what an amazing couple to you know, still keep in touch with you even over the miles. And another couple named Armstrongs, they housed our, our puppet stage until we could get it back to Michigan for us. Um, and uh, Carol and Lewis Bradley, wow. <laughs> uh, just great, great friends. Just, and I'm yeah. sure there's some that I'm forgetting, but, you know, Harold and Dee Yeah. Harold, actually, Harold is my dad's age. Mm-hmm. He passed mm-hmm. away at 90, but, you know, I, I It made sense to me that dad would uh, choose Harold for a mentor. I mean, he was he was the right age for that. And a godly man loved the Lord, Um, had walked through some pretty hard waters and come out the other side still loving the Lord. You know, Hmm. not everybody does that. You know, not everybody has the ability to keep their faith through some really nasty stuff. So, yeah, those are the ones
0: that make great role models for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Dee was a good example to me, even though she was a lot younger than Harold. Um, She's actually closer to your dad's age, maybe four or five years older than than dad. Um, Just the love and respect she had for Harold and the keeping of the home and just I learned a lot from her.
0: Yeah. And even though it was only a few short years, those relationships have lasted 50 years.
2: Yes. Yeah. And
0: and have had a profound impact on, I mean, even me as, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I didn't have a shared experience really with them in Alaska, but those relationships and the way that they that you all invested into each other have have spilled over into my life and countless stories and interactions and yeah.
2: It was kind of a unique uh, community in the respect that. Uh, there were very few there that had family. Everybody's family was, quote unquote, outside. And if you wanted to go see your family, that was, you know, it was a major trip. Um, Ivy Costa was from there. And so she did have family and siblings there. But the rest of us built family. You know, we were each other's family. And yeah. uh, um, I remember Tucker's, um, Karen called him grandma and grandpa. You know, they loved on her like mm-hmm. she was their own, you know. <laughs> It was just yeah. Yep. You, you built a family.
0: Yep. And that's just a that's to to me a beautiful picture of of God's church. Yes. And just being being there for one another and you find a community that that you can share life with. Right. Yeah. That's right. beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's changed much even today in the fact that most people don't have family up there. Um you know, a lot of people kinda of intrigued with Alaska and the, the thrill of going someplace far away and you know, all the wilderness and so forth. And so that kind of has a lure for young people. And there's a lot of young people up there and um, a good share of those basically are running away from something mm-hmm. you know, and they just want to be by themselves. They don't want to be bothered. They're just you know, going far away. Well, as uh, a body of believers, yeah, you still are far away, but you um, Family is important. And so you become family together. And so the church really is an extended family. And you have support there that I I guess I don't see as much back here in the lower 48.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is you're absolutely you're absolutely right there. Where if if, if you pop into a community where where the majority of everyone grew up in that community, they kind of stick together with their family. I've, I've experienced flavors of that as well. Um just traveling about and living, living not where I grew up and getting mm-hmm. a taste of what it's like to forge new relationships. And you figure out what you're going to do with over Thanksgiving, you ain't going to your mm-hmm. parents' house. You're going to go to someone else's house or you're gonna have strangers over or new friends over that kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It is an interesting thing to see how you know, the body of Christ finds each other and supports each other. Yeah. And that occasionally right. well, come
2: across to few sourdoughs? Yeah. You know, <laughs> soured on Alaska and no dough to go home. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 Probably a few few of them still up there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine.
0: (laughs) Well, let's turn a corner. We just a few episodes ago, we were, um, dad was reflecting on just getting a sense that, Hey, if we're going to do this kind of ministry, this kind of ministry where we're traveling, going to churches, uh, presenting these, the gospel message in this unique way, we need to probably be. Probably have need to have more access to more churches on a more regular basis. So, Mom, give us a sense of what what was going through your mind and what were the kind of the conversations behind the scenes that you and Dad were having as you were trying to figure out, hey, if Alaska is not it, where where are we going to go? Uh,
2: I do remember several conversations that we had together about that, and it was how are we going to know which one is the right place? Because when you look at a map of the Lower Forty Eight. There's uh, there's a few hubs. Most of them are, you know, in the Midwest or East. More there's more population on that side yeah. of the United States, and of course, Chicago's a huge hub. Minneapolis is a hub. Detroit's a hub. Um, Atlanta, Washington DC, you know, and just um, how how are we going to know, you know, which is the right place? And we just began praying and asking for His guidance. And uh, kind of thought it would be nice if we could be closer to family, you know, Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have to be back in Michigan, but close would be nice. And and his mom actually is still a relatively young widow as far as um, his dad passed away the year before we met. And uh, it's, it's just hard, you know, and she had still had a daughter at home. And so I guess that kind of led into the heartstrings Pulling us back to Michigan and sure. being being with her and my siblings. Yep. They were all starting to get <laughs> married. Some of them got married while we were up in Alaska. And yep. So.
0: Yep. That does make a difference. Yeah. Being close to family and all. Yeah.
2: And, the, and the, the interesting thing about family, too, is it's that, you know, God knew Adam shouldn't be alone, you know. And family was created first, before God called a people, before the church. It's yep. family. So family yep. is... Important to us.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, one of the things that ke- continues to come up in yeah, probably all three uh, seasons so far is this just general notion that God can't steer a parked car and that <laughs> uh, this is a constant example of of stepping out on faith, not knowing what's in front, but keeping moving anyways. And what a what an encouragement that is for the rest of us to, to witness your faith in action and not knowing for sure what the next turn might have in store for you, but continue to keep, keep moving. Well, we're about ready to, I guess, maybe to put this in part, but before we do, I want to, re- mom, give you the, just a open mic here to say anything that you want to reflect back on in that time in Alaska that maybe dad hasn't covered yet that you might feel worth sharing.
2: Oh, I don't know. Just, um, the joy of having you and Karen, that was just, um, no, oh, just dream, you know, dreams fulfilled. That's.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's music to my ears. Just,
2: yeah, well, it's just you know, in in a in our world today, almost feel like a lot of people feel like their children are a nuisance. But I've never felt that way. I don't believe it. And even though you know you're grown, you got your own family, and you're getting ready to shoe one off to college, it's still it's amazing to me that uh, the gift of that God gave me with you children. We just and it started there in Alaska. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that, that that doesn't surprise me so much. Hearing you, hearing your reference on just the value you have on family and creating a family and and having that uh, childhood desire to to be a mom and a wife and and to support that, yeah, that all rings true.
1: And I was excited about having kids too. I mean, I'm thinking, all right, we got some future puppeteers and someone to haul all this equipment around. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, uh-huh. absolutely. <laughs> Put us to work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're putting the grandkids to work. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, mom, this has been a lot of fun. I'm. I don't know that a, our friends joining us on these conversations are going to enjoy this this conversation as well. And uh, hopefully, this won't be the last time we get you on here to to kind of give us the other side of the coin, if you will. Um, can we get we get Dad's perspective all the time, but this has been this has been a nice treat.
1: Dad, you go. Oh, you have anything you. to fun. say here before we wrap up? Yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to the next session. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna put a park
0: put it in park here and and we'll say that this is an, an official wrap on season three, although we do have something just gonna tease it a little bit. We might have a bonus episode coming here in, in the near future that'll kind of reflect on season three as well. But next up, we're gonna kind of turn turn a corner here and launch into season four and the ministry that is in front of mom and dad for this next chapter of life.
1: Eh, hey, this is Grandpa Wisely. You know, a smile is a curve that sets everything straight.